0: Hello and welcome to the Top Order Podcast, day 16 of the Cricket World Cup, Australia-Pakistan. Massive, massive game, massive, massive scores. All of that coming up right after this. Raj, is Australia good again? Huge score, huge opening partnership and and, uh, what turned out to be a nice, nice win in the end.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, real dominance in the end by Australia. They were great with the the, the bat early. They faltered a little bit towards the end, but um, uh, ultimately they, they had enough runs on the board. And then uh, even though they didn't take wickets early, they were quite disciplined, especially the, the likes of Josh Hazelwood and um, a particularly great outing for Adam Zampa. You know, it ticked all the boxes for Australia um, and they're now in the top four. So yes, Australia is great again, Stu. <laughs> Does that mean we have to also talk about David Warner right now? Obviously,
0: uh, I, I think to start to start with, again, I thought it was very interesting that Pakistan batted first. It, oh, so, sorry, won the toss and decided to bowl first, sent Australia in. We talked a little bit about that in the last couple of games, how just, I, I feel like these pitchers, they can see that they're very good. They can see that, uh, you know, it's hot out there. I don't understand why you would want to put yourself in a situation mm-hmm. where, you know, you're going out and you're letting the opposition dictate terms in, in, in that sense. Even though, obviously, Pakistan had history of chasing a big score against Sri Lanka, you know, not that long ago. But, yeah, you know, I just don't understand why these teams are, are letting the other teams set the targets.
1: Yeah, it's almost one of those things where, you know, we've talked so much about, you know, the 250 World Cup. It hasn't turned out to be the 250 World Cup. What, what is a good score? And if you don't know that, why not let them set a score in and try to chase it down? It's not a bad, not a bad option, um, especially for these teams in the subcontinent who know how to bat on slower and lower wickets. Um, but yeah, the pitch was great to bat on. It looked like an absolute bouter from from start to start to finish. Both innings sort of mirrored each other in that sense. Once the ball started to get a bit older, sc- scoring runs started to get harder. But um, yeah, all in all, a great pitch to bat on, I think.
0: Yeah, and, and Australia took full advantage of, of that first. As we said, Warner and Marsh uh, sort of uh, started, I guess, for Pakistan with, with an absolutely horrendous review, where uh, Shaheen Shafridi gets a big edge off Warner onto his pad, is convinced that it's out, but then I think fifth ball, Mitchell Marsh just hits Safridi straight back over his head for six, and it's kind of game on. I was talking to Baldy uh at the time actually you know while it was happening he described it as uh the oprah winfrey show too many freebies going on so which i thought was very good so i thought i had to had to throw that in here but yeah the way australia went about things was was very very impressive i thought raj
1: yeah look at the top of the order they 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 Really, you know, we talked about setting a platform every day, but yeah, they absolutely set a platform. Um, they scored quickly, hundred off the first ten overs, um, and they, they were just utterly dominant. Uh, what did you make uh, before we talk specifically about David Warner? Which you know, I'm trying to delay as much as possible. What did you make of the the the, the drop catch and the initial bowling from the Pakistani?
0: Oh, that drop catch was just, it was, it's just horrendous, wasn't it? I mean, you know, yeah, Osama Mee has just been brought into the side for Shadab Khan. We, yeah, we, uh, you know, another thing we've talked about quite a bit about when every, every time we've talked about Pakistan, we talked about how Shadab Khan hadn't really looked at his best. Baba sort of tried to play it down and, and sort of said, oh, you know, just trying some different combinations. But I, I think it was more Trying a combination without Shadab Khan, um, the way he'd gone so far in this World Cup, he just hadn't looked at as best. But yeah, Osama Mir, he'll want that one back. That was pretty bad, and and you know to not even get a hand on it when it was a very very simple catch, and then for it to cost, I think about 150 runs was uh, was was pretty awful. And and you know as I said, for Pakistan, their their opening spells, I think they they'll they'll be disappointed that they were a bit all over the place. Shaheen Shah Afridi actually. Uh, was, was the best of them and, and proved to be the best of them at the end as well. But yeah, the rest the rest of the Pakistani bowlers, they just started, they couldn't find a, a consistent line in length and yeah, Australia took full advantage.
1: Yeah, I actually, um, you know, talking about uh, some Mayor there, I actually... I think his his figures are a lot worse than he actually bowled. I thought he actually bowled okay, but he he would always give away that boundary ball or, or the six ball on this occasion uh, when when he was bowling. But he actually played a big part in um bringing bringing Australia back from the tens they were going at or the eights they were going at. Um, I think the real shock for Pakistan would have been that Harris Ralph was just uh, ineffective and in fact in, you know inflated bloated that run rate. I went for twenty odd, I think twenty four off his first over. Yeah. Um, and they were just clean coming out of the middle off off both uh, both Australian Openers' bats. Um, But it would have been a real shock for them to get to about the 17th over and just not being able to have an impact uh, at all, just, Just the batsman just free-flowing, easily able to score. 450 looked on the cards. I think I texted you guys and I said 400 plus here, but I think Pakistan could chase it down. Um, But uh, yeah, I I actually think there needs to be a little bit of a a big up for the the bowling trio there of Iftikhar, Osama and and Muhammad Nawaz. I think that even though they have gone at... uh, so they have they have gone at a reasonable rate except for except for uh Iftika, who was at fours. They actually pulled the pulled the game back from what it could have been. They found the right lengths and particularly the right speed on this pitch to be bowling spin. And um I think they were okay. But, you know, three hundred and sixty seven against you uh, you know, at any time is going to have to be a go back to the drawing board moment, I think.
0: It's a funny one, isn't it? The the game that we are watching at the moment where we're saying 367 is is quite a good effort (laughs) when, uh, you know, a few years ago that seemed like uh, record scores and and no chance of of chasing it down. I I guess we should talk about Warner and and Marsh and I might just talk a little bit about Marsh because I thought that the way he played was really, really impressive. Just hitting down the ground when when he's hitting straight back over the bowler's head, he looks he looks sort of almost unstoppable at times, and he looks like he can uh, a, bit, a bit like Daryl Mitchell when Mitchell does that. he can almost walk at the bowler and just hit them back over their head from any length and uh, and Marsh did that really, really well. It was how he was able to you know exert his dominance, I guess and and keep himself at a runner ball while uh, Warner, I mean Warner was going well over a runner ball at, and then you know put the foot down and I don't know. I mean, I find it hard to, to say too many nice things about Warner, but in fairness, I actually have, you know, since I guess he copped a lot of criticism, mainly around that IPL and, and a bit of a loss of form. He's lost a little bit of form in test matches. He's going to retire from that format of the game. And I do think it's impressive the the way he's kind of said, you know, look, I'm still, I'm still here. I'm still good enough to perform at this level. And, you know, to come out and do this in a, in a game that really, really mattered. I mean, you know, we have mentioned that he he was dropped but if, if Australia had lost this game they would have been just about out of the, you know one foot mm-hmm. out of this world Cup but I, I don't think that's you know a, a crazy thing to say so yeah huge huge performance and, and to get them to a score where you know where we're saying 360 was a was a disappointment I think is a, a huge credit to to both Warner and to Marsh
1: yeah look David Warner's batting. When, when he's on, when he has been given this second chance that he was given, uh, he, he's just incredibly impressive. He's got an all-round game. Uh, the sixes that he hit were actually massive. Some of them were massive sixes. Um, and he just has the you know, the the knowledge of the game or the situational awareness to know when he needs to just up it a little bit and when he can just consolidate it. And mm-hmm. he really showed that throughout this innings. Um, I can't speak highly enough of how good that 100 was. It really, really was a big daddy 100. Um, Mitchell Marsh, I know it's very hard to be uh, critical of someone to, to score 100, but I think we actually were able to see his his weaknesses um, as a, as a one-day batsman here, where between like 70 and 100, he really got stuck. Uh, they they were going at you know over eights and uh, during that period he actually you know th- the run rate came back down to almost six uh, during that period there were a lot of dot balls which he was able to pick out fielders um, that's when Pakistan started resting that that momentum back but he kicked on towards the end there and. and you can't take that score away from, even though he did have a little bit of hardship through the middle. He did a great job up front, and he closed well, and he set up the game for someone like a Maxwell, a Marcus Stoinis, uh, to to come in and really ram that advantage home. But that didn't happen. But incredible opening partnership from Australia, um, and it set up the game for the, the difference in the end.
0: Yeah, I mean, how much how much do you think we need to how much do you think we need to be critical of of that Australian? the way they finished, I guess, because you look at those two big scores, you mentioned it before that, str- you know, Maxwell, Stoyness, it was all set up for them. Maxwell comes out, gets out first ball, trying to have a, a big heave ho with about 16 overs to go. I mean, fair enough that that was probably the plan, come up to three, you know, really, really go hard. But then you look down the rest of that lineup and, and Stoinis is the next highest score at 21. And no one was able to even really get themselves in for for 10 balls and then and then get cracking i mean you know i, I think it'll probably get in a in a few days it'll get lost and, and no one will be too concerned about it they've scored a, a huge score and, and won comfortably in the end but i don't know do you think we should we should be critical do you think we should worry at all about what happened there or or is it just you know a case of look, that that was completely fine we've, we've got a massive score it's it's all good
1: yeah i think it's one to sort of have concerns over but but almost put in the back of your mind if you're in part of the Australian cricket side there. Um, they did lose nine wickets for 108 and their last six for only 38. So there's a massive collapse. There's a massive crumble towards the end there. Um, could it have cost them? Possibly, if, if Rizwan and Baba had, had had built on the platform that they were given. Uh, but look, ultimately, they've done the job up front. They changed their order uh, in order to... Um, Capitalize on that with a few dashes, thrown up the order there. But um, I do think that it's something to keep in the back of your mind uh, if you are playing against Australia. If they do get a good start, you can really fight back through that middle, uh, middle with them. Uh, I, I think that yeah, there is a real weakness there at the moment. And Baldy's mentioned it a, mentioned it a couple of times. Um, definitely a weakness for them.
0: I guess we move to Australia now, and with their their effort with the ball, Pakistan. Again, made a, a really nice start. You mentioned it, I think, up top that Hazelwood did a, a, did a really good job in this opening spell. I think actually thought he did a, a brilliant job throughout the whole innings. I think, yeah, but that opening spell, five overs for, for 18. I thought uh, Mitchell Stark and Pat Cummins really struggled to kind of find their their line and length as well in a similar way that, that some of the Pakistan bowlers did, you know, Ralph and, and Hassan. But, you know, Pakistan set the Set the platform again, Shafiq uh, and Imam. It was all it was all set up for them to follow the same platform, really, as as uh, what happened in in the Sri Lanka game. Where, where did it kind of go off the rails a little bit for them? I know three seventies a big score, but they were on track for long periods of that game to to really make this the the you know one of the big. It, this could have gone down to the wire. It it seemed like it was going to for for big chunks of that Pakistan innings, and then. It just didn't quite get there in the end.
1: Yeah, look, and I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna redirect the question to you actually because I think that uh, a real difference maker, you know, along with the Australian openers, was Adam Zampa. Uh, he needed a a good outing. He'd been been struggling a little bit, but I think that his bowling was, was a massive contributor to this uh, to this win and taking wickets regularly, especially big wickets. What did you make of his performance?
0: Yeah, spot on. I, I thought it was excellent. I thought he did a really, really nice job. And, and the way he was able to, again, you know, we've talked a, a, at length really about spinners and, and how important it is to read the pace that they need to bowl on these wickets. And and I think that's what Zampa did really, really nicely. He was able to, uh, you know, he started reasonably well, but then once it got into the back end of the innings, he came on, they, they talk, you know, you often hear about Babar and the matchup against leg spin. He's had some troubles with leg spin in the past, and when when Baba and Rizwan were in, huge platform there for for Pakistan. Adam Zampa skids one through. Baba hits it to to Cummins. Good catch there at mid wicket. But then I think the big moment was the Iftikar lbw. He was able to Zampa again, kind of skid one through, pushed Iftikhar back, and manages to hit him on the pad and picks up that wicket. And, and as soon as Iftikhar went. As you say, they were able to just pick up wicket after wicket every time that, you know, even Saad Shaquille was going nicely there. Before Iftikar, they were able to pick up a wicket. Pakistan was, they built it, they built that really nice platform, but no one went on. There were a lot of good starts, a lot of good scores, but no great scores like there was in the Australian innings. And yeah, getting back to Zampa, I think that the way he was able to just manage the innings and manage every over, he was able to try and to kind of get out of his overs without too much damage he was able to you know build some pressure by building some dots making it hard to hit boundaries and when he was able to do that it forced Pakistan to take risks forced them to try and make something of his skiddy balls go back try and go back and cut try and go back and uh you know pull the ball like Baba did and yeah it didn't, didn't really work out and yeah I thought he was excellent He's, he barely asked for more from him in the last and you know, a couple of games ago, and now he's delivered with consecutive forfers and, and you know, really looks like someone who could contribute to, to them sort of making a, a semi-final push now.
1: And with uh, the the lineup, the look that they've gone there, having Stoinis and Maxwell as the fifth bowler, uh, 10 overs, 2 for 80. Is that acceptable to you? Like, well, what what do you what do you see that as a danger? Do you think they need to change that? What do you reckon going deeper into this tournament? I,
0: I think at the moment that, I think at the moment that, uh, you know, with those two going at eighty, obviously that... here in the studio, we um, will get back on track. The uh, the way that Zampa or okay, where where were we right?
1: No, I think you just need to might have a look at your microphone settings as well. Um, I think you might be talking through your laptop. Uh, yeah, look, I think that having those two, there is actually a bit of a weakness. Um, it's the same thing we've talked about with the New Zealand cricket team just making up that that fifth bowler um, when you have the likes of you know Pat Cummins and Mitchell Stark. Uh, I'm going to say being taken to the cleaners just on, on run rate uh, in terms of scoring uh, there. You kind of need someone to be able to to have a handbrake or to throw in there that they can sort of rest momentum back a little bit or, or, or work on something, whether that is taking wickets or stopping runs. I don't think... Um, you know, Maxwell and Stoinis regularly do either. Uh, Stoinis was really good today when he he broke that initial partnership with his first ball that he bowled. Uh, However, I don't know if that's going to be a regular occurrence for them. I think it's a real weakness, that fifth bowling option for Australia. And with the fact that they're struggling with their middle to lower order, um, it's a recipe for disaster, I think, when we go deeper into the tournament.
0: I I think the thing is, though, that most sides are doing this, right? Most You know, you mentioned it with New Zealand, like, a lot of teams out there are going, OK, well, we can kind of get our first bowler. Uh, this is, there's going to be a lot of runs in this tournament. You know, they scored 360. I think teams are saying, well, we've got, you know, we can patch together. We've got enough bowling options that we can patch together a fifth bowling option, and we're going to trust our, our four specialists to do the job. I mean, Pakistan, even today, you know, Harris-Ralph went for 59, I think, off his first four overs, and they said, look, you're still a good bowler. You're still going to come back and, and bowl at the desk. And, you know, he actually came back and I think we were only about 20, 20 odd in, the, in his last four overs so he did a wonderful job there. But yeah, I look I think it's gonna be something that Australia is gonna look at and there's certainly not there's certainly not the side uh, on paper or or at least the side that um we you know absolutely fear and that they've got, you know, no flaws in their game. I think you yeah, as you said there are there are flaws in their batting at the moment, there are flaws in the uh, the bowling but you know, to, to now win two on the bounce and then look ahead, you look ahead at their fixtures and you think they could string a few together. And obviously, as a New Zealand fan, it always, you know, always Australia causes problems. So, yeah, I'm looking at that game in, in a week or so's time and thinking, oh no, Australia's kind of back now.
1: And I guess my one more question to sort of round it out, and it covers both teams, is, you know, since the late 90s, early 2000s, cricket has been a three facet game you need to be able to bat bowl and field uh some of the fielding uh, by both of these teams was actually quite horrendous uh Abbott early on dropped one over the boundary for six um got the big one with uh, Uzma Osama Mir dropping uh Warner early on uh what do you see for these teams going forward what do you think the best teams will be uh will you know cashing in on that third facet of the game look I think it's it's a huge
0: it's a huge factor. It's been it was a huge factor in New Zealand's game against Afghanistan. I think it was a huge, huge fluff for India last last night against uh, Bangladesh. Bangladesh. sides that are gonna do the job and do be disciplined with ball, with bat and with end in the field. The field, you know, catches win matches, right? It's a it's a ridiculous sort of cliche, but it's, it's true. And it costs Pakistan dearly today, you know. Australia's twenty for one or 15 for one or whatever they would have been and it's a completely different game so yeah you know, look if guys aren't going to do the basics right then they're going to struggle in this World Cup because you've got to take wickets you've got to take them through the middle you've got to make these other players work hard to, to get themselves into their innings and if you're going to let partnerships develop teams are going to score quickly and you're going to have a really tough ask on your hands as you go through this tournament to, to chase any score down or, or even restrict even if you've got a big score so yeah it's it's going to be crucially important that every team does the basic right if they want to try and get Ws in the middle. I think that must be about it, maybe, today, Raj. Any, anything we want to look forward to for the, over the next couple of days?
1: Yeah, just just for me, this, this game tonight, I think, is vitally important, South Africa, England. Um, if South Africa manage to win, I think England uh, are close. To, you know the red mark is starting to come out if England lose uh, tonight, so um, it's going to be a very very exciting game. Hopefully, we'll see Ben Stokes back, mm. um, and we can see a, a great performance from the South Africans to make a, a make a game make a game of it. So it will be interesting to watch.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It'd be it'd be a huge shock. Although I remember in our preview show, Ben said that he thought uh, at least one of the, the two finalists from last year New Zealand and England I think he might have said actually both uh, would not make the semi-finals so yeah I guess he maybe saw this England side struggling a little bit but you know it wouldn't surprise me if they bounce back in the same way that Australia have done put a put a big score up against South Africa and then suddenly we're going South Africa the the dark horses for the tournament that made themselves favourites for the tournament after a couple of games are (laughs) suddenly the ones struggling again and you know that table sort of Derby and, and everyone sort of bunched in the middle there. So yeah, fascinating game overnight. We'll be we'll be back again in the morning to, to talk about the double getters Netherlands and, and Sri Lanka uh, also playing in the early game tonight. So yeah, big day of cricket ahead. A bit of a few struggles for me on the the line today, so we'll we'll try and sort that out in the back end. But yeah, it's always uh, always fun to come on and, and talk cricket with you, Rad. We'll be back again tomorrow. Everyone uh, watching the show, as I said yesterday, if you can subscribe and like and comment, it does really make a big difference to to how we're getting out there and and getting our content out there, and and we really appreciate anything you can do on that front. So, yeah, please keep doing that, and, uh, and we'll see you all again tomorrow.